Lucille by Robert W. Service, read for LibriVox.org by Steve Toner. Of course you've heard of the Nancy Lee and how she sailed away on her famous quest of the Arctic flea to the wilds of Hudson's Bay. For it was a foreign prince's whim to collect this tiny cuss, and a golden quid was no more to him than a copper to coves like us. So we sailed away, and our hearts were gay as we gazed on the gorgeous scene, and we laughed with glee as we caught the flea of the wolf and the wolverine. Yeah, our hearts were light as the parasite of the ermine rat we slew, and the great muskox and the silver fox and the moose and the caribou. And we laughed with zest as the insect pest of the marmot crowned our zeal, and the wary mink and the wily link and the walrus and the seal. And with eyes aglow on the scornful snow, we danced a rigadoon round the lonesome lair of the Arctic hare by the light of the silver moon. But the time was nigh to homeward high when imagine our despair, for the best of the lot we hadn't got the flea of the polar bear. Oh, his face was long and his breath was strong as the skipper, he says to me, I want you to linger here, my lad, by the shores of the Arctic Sea. I want you to hunt the polar bear the perishing winter through, and a flea you find of its breeding kind is a hundred quid for you. But I shook my head, no cap, I said. It's yourself I'd like to please, but I tells you flat I wouldn't do that if you went on your bended knees. Then the captain spat in the seething brine, and he says, Good luck to you. If it can't be did for a hundred quid, supposing we call it two. So that was why they said goodbye, and they sailed and left me there, alone, alone in the Arctic zone, to hunt for the polar bear. Oh, the days were slow and packed with woe, till I thought they would never end. And I used to sit when the fire was lit with my pipe for my only friend. And I tried to sing some rollicky thing, but my song broke off in a prayer. And I'd drowse and dream by the driftwood gleam, I'd dream of a polar bear. I'd dream of a cloud-like polar bear that blotted the stars on high, with ravenous jaws and flensing claws and the flames of hell in his eye. And I'd trap around on the frozen ground as a proper hunter ought and beasts I'd find of every kind, but never the one I sought. Never a track in the white ice pack that humped and heaved and flawed, till I came to think, why strike me pink if the creature ain't a fraud? And then one night, in the waning light, as I hurried home to sup, I hears a roar by the cabin door, and a great white hulk heaves up. So my rifle flashed, and a bullet crashed, dead, dead as a stone fell he. And I gave a cheer, for there in his ear, gosh ding me, a tiny flea. At last, at last, oh, I clutched it fast, and I gazed on it with pride. And I thrust it into a biscuit tin, and I shut it safe inside. With a lid of glass for the light to pass, and space to leap and play, oh, it kept alive, yeah, seemed to thrive as I watched it night and day. And I used to sit and sing to it, and I shielded it from harm and many a hearty feet it had on the heft of my hairy arm. For you'll never know in that land of snow how lonesome a man can feel. So I made a fuss of the little cuss, and I christened it Lucille. But the longest winter has its end, and the ice went out to sea. And I saw one day a ship in the bay, and there was the Nancy Lee. So a boat was lowered, and I went aboard, and they opened wide their eyes. 
Yes, they gave a cheer when the truth was clear, and they saw my precious prize. And then it was all like a giddy dream, but to cut my story short, we sailed away on the 5th of May to the foreign prince's court, to a palmy land and a palace grand, and the little prince was there, and a fat princess in a satin dress with a crown of gold on her hair. And they showed me into a shiny room, just him and her and me. And the prince, he was pleased and friendly-like, and he calls for drinks for three. And I shows them my battered biscuit tin, and I makes my modest spiel. And they laughed, they did, when I opened the lid, and out there popped Lucille. Oh, the prince was glad, I could soon see that, and the princess, she was too. And Lucille waltzed round on the tablecloth, as she often used to do. And the prince pulled out a purse of gold, and he put it in my hand. And he says, it was worth all that, I'm told, to stay in that nasty land. And then he turned with a sudden cry, and he clutched at his royal beard. And the princess screamed, and well she might, for Lucille had disappeared. She must be here, said his noble nibs, so we hunted all around. Oh, we searched that place, but never a trace of the little beast we found. So I shook my head, and I glumly said, gall darn the saucy cuss. It's mighty queer, but she isn't here, so she must be on one of us. You'll pardon me if I make so free, but there's just one thing to do. If you'll kindly go for half a mo, I'll search me garments through. Then all alone on the shiny throne I stripped from head to heel. In vain, in vain, it was very plain that I hadn't got Lucille. So I garbed again, and I told the prince, and he scratched his august head. I suppose if she hasn't selected you, it must be me, he said. So he retired, but he soon came back, and his features showed distress. Oh, it isn't you, and it isn't me. Then we looked at the princess. So she retired, and we heard a scream, and she opened wide the door, and her fingers twain were pinched to pain, but a radiant smile she wore. It's here, she cries, our precious prize. Oh, I found it right away. Then I ran to her with a shout of joy, but I choked with a wild dismay. I clutched the back of the golden throne, and the room began to reel. What she held to me was, ah, yes, a flea, but it wasn't my Lucille. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.